Good morning and welcome to A Penny for Your Thoughts with Brian Barnhart on News Talk 1400 WDWS. For over 60 years, East Central Illinois' daily gathering spot for conversation, dialogue, and ideas. You can join in on the phone, online, or via a text. Our phone number is 217-356-9397. Email talk at WDWS.com or text us on the Castle Heating and Cooling text line 217-351-5357. Now, here's Brian Barnhart. And good morning, everybody. Feels like a Monday, but it is a Tuesday for uh, us here as we work our way through this week. We've hit the middle almost of the month of May. Glad you're with us here on this May the 15th. I'm Brian Barnhart. Thank you to Scott Beatty for sitting in the penny chair yesterday as uh, we attended to some uh, dad duties up in Chicago. So we got all that done, and we're back with you the rest of this week. Busy show today. We'll have uh, basically two hours of open line. Uh, we'll sprinkle in off the top. They're making some media rounds. Uh, the folks from Eastern Illinois University, their athletic director is Tom Michael, of course, former Illini, uh, now in his, what, third, fourth year down at Eastern Illinois in Charleston, uh, doing a great job down there. And they've got a, a golf outing that they are uh, making the media rounds today and talking about. They've been on our sister station. They're headed down to TV shortly. But uh, they're going to pop in with us here for a couple of minutes, give you a quick update on that uh, for the Eastern Illinois Athletic Department. A visit with Tom Michael for a few minutes, and Ken Robbins is alongside as well to talk about the outing itself, get you the information, and then move on to an open line after that for the rest of the morning. Big news from the uh, sports world had to do with the Supreme Court yesterday clearing the way for states coast-to-coast to legalize betting on sports. That was the national headline. International headline, the opening of the U.S. Embassy in Jerusalem, which caused a lot of reaction, of course, around the world. New clashes in Gaza uh, after some deadly protests uh, yesterday there along the Gaza-Israeli border. So that certainly has been a big international story. And some local uh, news as well involving Urbana teachers, some downtown development for the city of Champaign. Uh, Also a, a new member of the U of I Board of Trustees, appointed by Governor Rauner after a long-awaited time to uh, get that person appointed. So lots of uh, national, international stories. Francis Okoro appears headed to Oregon. That's the word anyway from uh, him last night. He showed up on something on Twitter or wherever it was in a um, bright yellow jersey. And I know that's not orange or blue, so um, that's too bad. Young man from just up the road in normal. Uh, headed to the West Coast. So we can talk about that a little bit, too, along the way. Or something else you want to bring up, feel free to do that. We'll talk uh, EIU golf outing next with Tom Michael, former Illini, now the athletic director at Eastern Illinois down in Charleston. That's next on Penny for Your Thoughts. Stay tuned. Back on a Tuesday, Penny for Your Thoughts. We'll get to your open uh, mic, open line calls here as we work our way through the morning, both phone calls, emails, and texts. You can text us on the Castle Heating and Cooling text line, Three five one five three five seven. You can email us talk at wdws dot com. Talking a little golf here off the top though, as they make the media rounds today. We've got uh, Kent Robbins is with us. He's from over in St. Joseph. He's helping to organize uh, the driving force behind the uh, EIU Eastern Illinois University golf outing coming up Saturday, June sixteenth, over in Danville. We'll visit with him in a moment. But Tom Michael is here, former Illini. Everybody that came in the building, first time you, you haven't been in the new building, right? The no, first this time. Is the first time. Yeah, very nice. Move that mic a little closer to you there, and uh, everybody in the building, 
knows who you are. Well, uh, <laughs> we've spent a lot of years, obviously, here in Champaign and yeah. and at the U of I, and 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 those were those were great years, and and we don't get back. Uh, up here as often, but uh, it is certainly good to see a lot of familiar faces. Yeah, well, I know you're still amazed, I guess. I mean, it, you had not a really good career at Illinois, well-known. All these years later, people still come up and talk to you about your playing days, don't they? <laughs> Those are the advantages of playing basketball with nothing covering our faces, I guess. <laughs> uh, so, no, it was it was great, and, and obviously those were great years to play uh, with Coach Henson and for Coach Henson, and, and uh, then – then you come back and work at Illinois, where where he spent five years uh, was was really good, and and we had a lot of a lot of good memories here with a, a lot of successful programs and teams, and and uh, and that was that was really good, and and obviously it gave me an opportunity to go down to EIU and and be the AD down there, and you know it's hard to believe that we've almost got four years in. I was going to uh, say it's there. been right at three or four, right? Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. it's really it's really gone quickly, but it's been uh, it's been a great situation, lots of learning opportunities and and um you know we continue to work to to try to make our athletic department better uh through some through some tough times but uh we've got a uh, we've really got good administration uh dr president uh, our president uh, dr glassman uh does a great job uh for us he's made some really tough decisions uh in some tough times and and it's been good for eiu talk about your coaches uh the women's coach matt boland we know him from here of course uh, spoon our coach spoon hour we ran into him last fall and at the and your football coach, yeah, Kim Dameron um, on the football side, and and you know certainly uh, Matt coming on board uh, knew enough about Matt uh, when he was here, and and certainly uh, after I had left, uh, talked to talked to a lot of people here uh, about Matt as well, and feel very very fortunate to be able to have Matt in, in our department, coaching our our young women on the on the basketball team, and and really. Um, what Matt brings, what Matt brings to the table off the court, you know, just his presence and his work ethic and how he goes about his business has really been good for our entire department too. Tom Michael, former Illini with us, of course, now the athletic director at Eastern Illinois University down in Charleston. This golf outing is coming up Saturday, June 16th. This is important. You talked about the state. All the universities in the state obviously struggled through that two-year budget battle, but events like this are important to support EIU student athletes, right? Yeah, it, it really is, and and as much as it as it is about our 450 student athletes and our 20 sport programs, it's about getting the message out and and our brand of of EIU uh, out to the the Danville area, the Vermilion County area, um, the east side of the state where where we don't. Um, probably get nearly enough but but this outing allows us to get there and and certainly what kent and and his wife jill have done to to spearhead this event for us and and what danville country club has done it's an amazing course and and i don't know if a lot of people realize um uh, how good of a course it is and and what they've done there neil moore uh keeps that place in in great shape and and runs an unbelievable event for us that day uh, this is our fourth year with it, and um, each year has just gotten better. Uh, not only with the course and things we don't control like the weather, but it's been it's been. We don't f- talk about weather. <laughs> <laughs> it's been fabulous, um, but but it just uh, Neil and his staff just continue to do a great job for yeah. us, and and we're we're very fortunate that that they have us out there, and we're very appreciative of it too. Kent Robbins organizing the event. Tell us, give us the details. When, well, where, how? Is, like Tom said, this is our fourth year. My wife and I have been. Uh, charging this and we do really take our hat off to the Danville Country Club but I'm a member of and they do a great job. Anyway the outing is on Saturday June the 16th 
you can register your foursome at www.eiupanthers.com mm-hmm. or they can call you can call at 217-581-6014 uh, it's $400 for a foursome that includes the scramble golf lunch and dinner afterwards so it's a full day of activity fun and uh, we appreciate all the support from all the sponsors that we've gotten so far from the ogden st joe champagne urbana danville area um it really helps support the student athlete program registration 11 lunch at eleven thirty. shotgun start at one at the danville uh, country club a mm-hmm. uh, hundred dollars to uh I mean, that's a real good deal. $100 per person or per $400 person, yeah. for mm-hmm. foursome. Yeah, and you've got raffle, auction items, things we, like that, too. Yes, that, we do. Yeah, you know, we'll have we'll have coaches there. We'll have our student-athletes there. There'll be a brief program uh, along with the dinner where we at least um, g- have an opportunity to thank everybody for being there. Uh, they'll be able to hear from a couple of our coaches. Our student-athletes will be out on the course, uh, be able to interact with them, and um, just kind of showcase what we're all about. 581-6014 is the number, area code 217. If someone wanted to come to the dinner only, they can do that too, right? Yes, uh, reg- call or register and say dinner only. That's $20. Mm-hmm. So uh, you're looking for sponsors, looking for Always all kinds looking for of help, sponsors. Right? I, I, I'll take them up to about a week before. And mm-hmm. so we, because the art department down at EIU actually makes the whole signs, mm-hmm. and they are really nice. They look like golf balls, and then, then the logo is in the middle of the golf ball next to the tee. This is the fourth annual event. All of the proceeds entirely supporting Panther Easter Athletics. Panther Athletics. Yeah, yeah. It's um, you know, and and that's that's critically important. Uh, you know, everybody. Uh, you mentioned it. The the budget uh, issues that we've had the last couple of years, and so the financial pieces is, is obviously important. But you know, what we look forward to is is being able to interact with with everybody that that attends the outing and and have a chance to to talk to them and and. Uh, tell more about about what we're doing uh, with EIU Athletics and for our student-athletes. All right, check it out again. The date is Saturday, June 16th, fourth annual Panther Golf Outing in Danville at the Danville Country Club. You can call 217-581-6014 or go eiupanthers.com. Anything else we need to know? No, thank you so much for having us. And, uh, Tom, we'll let you go. I know uh, big sports news yesterday with uh, the Supreme Court. I know athletic directors like yourself probably – getting ready to kind of figure out what all that means, right? Yeah, it's it's uh, not a huge surprise uh, that that was where it was going, but but obviously the Supreme Court has made their decision with that, and I think it's a, it's a time for us to, to really make sure that we do a good job of educating um, a lot of different folks uh, that we come into uh, interaction with. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's kind of a wait-and-see period a little bit, um, but, you know, hopefully we can, we can still protect um, – the the college part of of what we're doing here the collegiate experience piece and and how that how that really um transforms into into what we're trying to do so um it will be interesting to see how this plays out i'm not sure exactly at this point in time where the state of illinois is at with Mm -hmm. all of this but um uh yeah we'll we'll have to wait and see on some of this we'll let you go on that coach hansen you've seen him lately are you going up for the hall of fame uh i am not going to be able to make it um up to chicago for that but um i stay in contact with coach coombs um quite a bit and 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 i know that that coach is doing well he's still having lunch uh, occasionally at the bowling alley (laughs) so um yeah it's it's good that coach is is still around uh champagne and and still getting out 
Hey, Tom, good to see you. Brian, always good to see you. Appreciate it very much. All the best to you and your family. Kent, thank you. Thank you. Good luck. We appreciate it. All right, we'll come back with more Penny for Your Thoughts in a moment. Penny for Your Thoughts continues. News Talk 1400 DWS. Appreciate Kent Robbins and former Illini Tom Michael for uh, joining us for a few minutes. They're on their way to some other media interviews, so we wanted to get them in right off the top. We'll have an open line here the uh, rest of this morning. Uh, Your thoughts on all of the various issues of the day, including the big news out of the Middle East yesterday. You may have seen the coverage all day long of the uh, U.S. Embassy opening in Jerusalem. That was a big story, the reaction to it by the uh, Palestinians in that area down near Gaza. So a lot of uh, stories connected to that particular event from yesterday. And the uh, Supreme Court clearing the way for states coast-to-coast to to legalize betting on sports. High court's decision breaks a long-time ban and creates a potential financial boon for states and the gambling industry. A federal law had barred betting on football, basketball, baseball, and other sports in most states, much to the support of uh, major sports leagues. States now that want to take advantage of the ruling now will generally have to pass legislation to allow sports books to open. Some, including New Jersey, which brought the case to the Supreme Court, have a head start. And uh, South Africa recalling its ambassador to Israel and its international relations minister is condemning Israelis' deadly force against Palestinians. Pro-Palestinian march is set to take place uh, today in Cape Town in front of the U.S. consulate in Johannesburg in South Africa. So, again, some of the reaction to the activity yesterday in Israel in the Middle East. Hey, if you're looking to build, buy, or finance, partner with Busey with nearly 40 special mortgage programs. Busey can help you find the one that fits your needs. Traditional financing options include fixed and adjustable rate mortgages, construction and lot loans, investment properties. Busey provides simplified home financing. Takes 20 minutes or less on BuseyMortgage.com if you want to apply online at your own pace. Busey is a name you can trust. More than 7,000 families achieved their dream of home ownership in 2017 with the help of a Busey mortgage professional. If you're ready to take the next step, partner with Busey for the resources to turn your dream of home ownership into a reality. Call 1-800-67-BUSEY and ask which special mortgage loan program is right for you or visit BuseyMortgage.com. What's on your mind today? 3569397. You can text us on the Castle Heating and Cooling text line 3515357 and you can email us talk at wdws.com. What do you make of all the activity yesterday in Jerusalem? Uh Donald Trump saying recently he was going to put the US embassy there in Jerusalem. Uh, A lot of the, um, of course, the Palestinians were upset by that. A lot of different countries upset. I know the uh, president of Turkey has responded. You've uh, read you the story about South Africa. They're upset over the violence uh, there along Gaza, along the fence or the border, I guess, between Gaza and Israel. That certainly stirred up a lot of activity yesterday. Obviously, there's a lot that goes on in Jerusalem anyway. With the Israeli government, the Knesset, I mean, uh, people go there on a regular basis to conduct business. Uh, Tel Aviv has been the other major political hub, of course. But I don't know what you made of all of that, what you thought of the coverage of it, what you thought of the stories themselves that came out of that as you were watching that happen yesterday. If you have any uh, thoughts or comments, feel free to give those. If there's something else you want to bring up, feel free to do that. White House officials say First Lady Melania Trump 
expected to remain hospitalized for the rest of the week following a long-planned procedure to treat a benign kidney condition. The 48-year-old had an immobilization procedure Monday morning at Walter Reed National Military Medical Center. President Trump visiting her later on Monday tweeted the procedure was successful and his wife was in good spirits. The White House didn't offer any additional details on Mrs. Trump's condition. Two urologists who have no personal knowledge of Mrs. Trump's condition told the Associated Press the most likely explanation for the procedure is a kind of non-cancerous kidney tumor, which isn't common but tends to occur in middle-aged women. So I don't know if you've had any experience with that, but that is what I guess the procedure she underwent here recently. And officials on the big island of Hawaii, they're watching those vents from that volcano releasing high levels of sulfur dioxide, the gas they say poses an immediate danger to anyone nearby. Officials there have ordered evacuations for about 2,000 people since that uh, volcano began shooting lava into a residential neighborhood on May 3rd. The eruptions have opened nearly 20 vents in the ground. And lava has destroyed more than 40 structures, including two dozen homes. Anybody seen a volcano up close or been a part of that? Have you seen how that works? It is uh, fascinating television when you watch it as it's uh, bubbling to the surface. (laughs) Bubbling's not a strong enough word, but certainly it is uh, getting everybody's attention. And uh, in Urbana, as far as local news, at least 22 teachers say they plan to leave the Urbana school district. Some upset with administrators' plans to take discipline off the plates of deans. Community members in Urbana voicing their concerns at a district-led forum that occurred last night came one day before the school board due to vote on a proposal written by middle school staff about how things will move forward without the deans in their current role. Superintendent Don Owen downplayed the teacher departures, saying other years there have been higher numbers. He calls Urbana a community where people can come and go for work. And Owen adds the district is in the process of implementing its strategic plan, which includes hiring more students to support staff and improving relationships among staff and students. The plan, he says, could be finalized by December. And we uh, have another member now of the University of Illinois Board of Trustees, a spot that's been open for 16 months. Governor Bruce Rauner tapping a Chicago attorney. Sandy Pearl of Glencoe will fill a vacancy. Glencoe is a partner at Kirkland & Ellis Law Firm, is a 1987 graduate of the University of Illinois, got his law degree from Michigan. 356-9397 is the phone number. You can join us here on A Penny for Your Thoughts this morning. We've got to Today in History a little bit. Topics you want to bring up, feel free to bring those to the table. As I like to say, you have the floor. You have the open mic, so go ahead and use it and give us your thoughts both via a phone call, a text, or an email. The Castle Heating and Cooling text line is 351-5357. Hey, everybody knows Mike Namoff for 30 years. Big Mike, he's been a major presence in East Central Illinois and beyond with his This Is It Furniture Store, many charitable projects as well. He never leaves a stone unturned in finding ways to help kids in our community. Founder of the Dream Team, he's been involved in uh, Challenger League, Kiwanis Challenger League, Boys and Girls Club, Crisis Nursery, in support of those uh, groups as well. And This Is It Furniture, which you've known for many years, joining forces recently with a new store called Snooze Luxury Mattress Shop, and those two stores now under one large roof. And with this new chapter, Mike will offer you many options. He'll continue to take care of your furniture needs. This is it, furniture. But at Snooze, you'll find many luxury items. You won't find these anywhere else. 
Uh, luxury items like their <clears throat> lifestyle adjustable bed frames, carbon cool pillows. You can uh, have a free and easy analysis done by the reveal machine. Find out where your pressure points are and how firm or not your mattress should be. So uh, Snooze Luxury Mattress Shop. Again, you won't find another store like this uh, in anywhere in town or across the central Illinois or really in the state. This is it, Furniture and Snooze at Country Fair Shopping Center at Springfield and Mattis in Champaign. 931, the news is next with Michael Kaiser. Back with more Penny after that. A Penny for Your Thoughts with Brian Barnhart continues on News Talk 1400 WDWS. You can reach out to us on the phone at 217-356-9397. Email talk at WDWS.com or text on the Castle Heating and Cooling text line 217-351-5357. Any for your thoughts continues here on this Tuesday as we near the middle of May, May the 15th, and uh, not as warm today. Cloudy day. It was up in Chicago yesterday. It was interesting while it was very warm and humid here, as you know. Got upper 80s, I guess, yesterday. Is that what it reached? Maybe 90s. Yeah, 94. It was like rainy and 57 in Chicago, so that was interesting. We've got a uh, phone call waiting, and then we've got a uh, little information we're going to pass along in a moment. Hey, Mark, good morning. How are you? Good morning, Brian. How are you? I'm doing well. Hey, I just want, I was listening to the morning show, and they were talking about moving the uh, embassy in Israel. And uh, the lady that found in the morning, I've listened to her before. She's a nice lady. But she said it seems like they could have waited. Uh, Could you pass on to her that Congress passed it over 10 years ago and that Barack Obama promised for eight years to move the embassy? And never moved it. So I don't know how what she's talking about. It seems like they could have waited, she said. Well, not only just, no, it wasn't Obama, not, not only him, it was uh, Bush, I think all the way back to Clinton, had a chance to. Yeah, I'm not sure she yeah. knows that, but she yeah. said it on the radio, and it said it seems like they could have waited. I I don't know what they could have waited for, another 30 <laughs> years or something. It doesn't matter with those people over there. Yeah, well. It's not, pro- I don't think it's protesting, Brian, when you're coming at them with bombs, uh, uh, they call it protesting. I call it terrorism. But uh, yeah, well, and they've been protesting there for several weeks. It hasn't been just they started. They it just ra- ramped up quite a bit yesterday. So yeah, and it's Hamas. It's the terror organization. It's not a bunch of innocent young people just running up there trying to protest. And they're not announcing that either very much. It's, but I just like to clear that up. That's all I want. Okay. Appreciate it. Thank, Th- thank you, Mark. Bye bye. Three five six nine three nine seven is the phone number. Castle Heating and Cooling text line three five one five three five seven. Email us talk at wdws dot com. We're at nine thirty eight seventy two degrees. Uh, we had Tom Michael on a little earlier. Former Illini, he was here. They're doing a media blitz here today in regards to the EIU golf outing. So we had Tom on with Ken Robbins. Uh, the boss is in here. The publisher and CEO. The boss. News Gazette Media. John Reed. Yes, yes, he How is. How are you? I, I am fantastic Good. today. Just, How are you, Brian? You just wanted to come on and talk, huh? I did. <laughs> it's been, uh, I was actually thinking about it. You know, we've uh, came down last fall, and it's, you know, exactly 20 seconds from my office to the, to the mm-hmm. studio. It's the first time I've been on the air. Is that right? Since then? Yep, since then. Oh, okay. Well, so, you've got a voice bet, for radio. You, you did some radio, right? Got it. Well, I always tell people I have a face for radio, <laughs> but you know, maybe, maybe a voice, too. Yeah. Um, 
But yeah, so I, I, I'm not sure if I should feel offended that you haven't oh. invited me yet, or exactly what the, well, what the story is. You know, we can always take care of that, and, and we're you, taking care of it now. Yes, we are. So you want to talk about uh, what the people's choice? I right? do. I just uh, wanted five minutes to plug it, if if you oh, will. Sure. Yeah. Um, uh, your loyal audience, I'm sure, has heard more than one spot over the last uh, month or so about this fantastic contest we're running, but. We are in the home stretch on this now. We've got uh, a week to go. Voting closes on Monday, the twenty-first, mm-hmm. and um, I just wanted to stop by and remind everybody if they haven't had the opportunity to, or if they if it's been a week, they can vote again. Uh, either vote for the first time or come back and and do it again. Um, the, the The response to this thing has just been absolutely overwhelming mm. to me. You're keeping track of how many votes you've... Uh, we are, and, and in fact, I uh, uh, had the digital guys round up the numbers for me first thing first thing this morning, and uh, at the pace they've been coming in, I predict by lunchtime today we're going to pass the 75,000-vote mark, hmm. um, which speaks to, frankly, um, you know, this is one of the first things that... Uh, we've done as a, kind of a consolidated project with the newspaper, the websites, all three radio stations. And for my purpose anyway, it has really proven the value of using all three of those platforms to promote a specific message. You know, I don't know how we would have driven that kind of numbers without the reach that we get from from all those platforms. Mm-hmm. John Reed is with us here for a couple of minutes, CEO and publisher of the News Gazette Media. Uh, you can take time to vote. He's talking about here. Go to WDWS.com, the News Talk 1400 People's Choice Competition. It's called the Massive News Talk 1400 People's Choice Competition. And this has been... Your favorite businesses, restaurants, radio stations. Nightlife, in a, in a, day spa. And you can pick and choose what you vote on, right? Exactly. We, we'd like yeah, you to yeah, vote. Yeah. There's a hundred and some yeah, categories. Yeah, there's, there's, I, I don't have the exact numbers, but yeah, it's it's, it's well over a hundred categories. But you know, maybe you just want to vote for your favorite auto mechanic. That's that's fine. Maybe your HVAC guy. Everyone's getting you know tune-ups on their air conditioners now since it was ninety degrees yesterday. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can do that, or you can spend half an hour and vote in everything. Mm-hmm. So what happens now? We get the votes gathered. Then right. what happens after the twenty-first? Well, um, after the twenty-first is when the real work starts because this 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 entire project, which began back in March with the nomination phase, has been in the voting phase for the last few weeks we'll now go quiet for a little bit while we tally everything up actually the computer will tally it up Mm -hmm. pretty quick and then we'll begin the process of contacting the winners Um, no one will find out who actually came in first second and third in each category until august when we publish uh, a section of the gazette magazine style uh, that will have all the details. We'll be out interviewing businesses and 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 building the content to to roll all this out uh, later this summer. Mm. So big things ahead. Big it's, things. It's like the the Oscars or something. Exactly. You know? It's kind of yeah. what it feels like. So. Yep. Yep. So. And uh, it's you know everyone's had so much fun. The the, the response has been so, so significant that we're already starting to plan mm. how we can do it better and different for next year okay very good anything else we need to add on it i Just think keep that's voting it. and please do yeah wdws.com that's that's Place the spot yeah, on, on our so check that out the people's choice from news gazette media and today's sponsor of that by the way mx electric
All right. Hey, John, thank you. Thanks for having me, Brian. We appreciate it. John Reed, our CEO and publisher. 943, we'll take a break. Back with your open line phone calls up until 11 on Penny. Well, Illini Golf busy competing at the Big Ten, uh, or at the NCAA, excuse me, NCAA uh, Regional Championships. They already won the Big Ten again. But, uh, no, NCAA Regional, I think they were second yesterday uh, after the first day of competition. So uh, good luck to Mike Small and and his team. Talked a little EIU uh, golf outing at the uh, top of the show today with Tom Michael, former Illini, now the athletic director there. And uh, just got a quick update from our uh, CEO and publisher, uh, John Reed, on the voting for the People's Choice. Hope you're continuing to do that up until what next Monday? Three five six nine three nine seven is our phone number. You can text us Castle Heating and Cooling text line three five one five three five seven and email us at talk at wdws dot com. Your thoughts on the the whole embassy story in Jerusalem yesterday? The uh, coverage of that, the uh, coverage over in Gaza, and uh, you got to remember too that uh, several presidents, and I think our first caller pointed that out. Several presidents had the chance to do this. And in some cases, promised they would do it during the campaigns that they ran uh, and never followed through. And uh, so I don't know if you have any thoughts on that. Uh, The Knesset, I think, meets there on a regular basis in Jerusalem. But obviously the uh, Palestinians have a different point of view. And this goes all all the way back to the, when you go back 70 years to the founding of the current state of Israel, uh, if you go back to the end of World War I uh, with the British mandate and everything else that went into that, I mean, I've done a lot of reading on this it's just interesting the history of it what happened um you had some uh, terrorism involved on both sides uh, leading up to the partition plan in uh, what 1948 and so uh, there's a lot of history there obviously and you go back thousands and thousands of years there's even more history so but we're just talking the last 70 years and uh, happy birthday today by the way to emmett smith remember emmett smith 49 years old he is today. He was one of the best out there, that's for sure. Always enjoyed watching Emmett Smith run the football. Let's go to uh, Richard. Hey, Richard, good morning. Good morning, Brian. Well, I was going to make a comment regarding the uh, the activities in Israel. Yes. Uh, it's a relatively calm scene compared to what is predicted by the by the prophet Daniel. He talks about the... Uh, the temple being rebuilt in troublesome times <laughs> when they when they start that work who knows what it's going to take uh, to keep the, uh, the protesters off but uh, it's well, unfortunate yeah you've got the whole uh, of course not only the history of the the region and everything there but the religious connections to everything because of the temple mount sure. the mosque on top of the mount i mean um, it's the second or third holiest site in uh, Islam and obviously very important to Christians and to uh, the Jews as well. So, yes, and I, I wanted to make a comment. I heard somebody in the last week make a, a comment about uh, uh, the religion of Islam is uh, a couple of thousand years old. It's not. It's about thirteen hundred years. Muhammad started about seven in the seventh uh, century after Christ, and uh, it's not that ancient. And and uh, it's a claim to that region. Uh, religiously is uh, quite new comparatively speaking compared to the well the, the jews and uh, 1300 you know, years is quite a while so <laughs> sure sure but still uh... and 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 i i find it really remarkable that there's such a, a division between the the sunnis and the shia mm-hmm. 
uh, religion, sex. Over and, who uh, was the rightful um, descendant right, or follower right, of Muhammad, right. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay, love the show, Brian. Hey, thank you. Thank you, Richard. Three five six nine three nine seven is our phone number. You can do what Richard did there. You can call in. If you've got something else you want to bring up, doesn't have to be this topic. That's the beauty of the, the open mic, open forum, open line, whatever you want to call it. You have the floor, so if you want to bring something up that we're not talking about, you can text us, email us, and get it started uh, that direction. Uh, I mentioned the history there. In 1948, just hours after declaring its independence, the new state of Israel was attacked by Transjordan. Jordan now, of course, Egypt, Syria, Iraq, and Lebanon in those early days of the state of Israel. Of course, then later you had the Six-Day War in 1967. You had the Yom Kippur War in 73, and then various uh, battles and fights ever since then. But uh, this day in 1948, new state of Israel was attacked, and so you tie in the embassy move to Jerusalem. Uh, you tie in the 70th anniversary of the birth, if you will, of the uh, new state of Israel. And a lot of emotion stirred in that part of the world, no doubt. Let's see what else uh, this day in history. Uh, speaking of religion, Jerry Falwell, the uh, TV evangelist, founder of uh, Liberty University, Moral Majority, died on this day in 2007. He was 73 years old. It was... Um, also, the date of the passing of the poet Emily Dickinson died on this day in 1886. She was only 55. And this day in 1972, you may remember this, Alabama governor and uh, George segregation symbol, uh, George C. Wallace, shot and left paralyzed while campaigning for the Democratic presidential nomination at a Maryland shopping center. 1972. And this day in 1941, the New York Yankees outfielder Joe DiMaggio began his record 56-game hitting streak. I don't know if anybody's ever going to get close to that again. 56 games in a row with a base hit. We're at 951. Also a note, uh, Margot Kidder passed away at the age of 69. I think most of you remember her as uh, Lois Lane, the ambitious uh, reporter with Christopher Reeve. She was in 1978's original Superman. And his love interest in the subsequent iterations of that franchise. That's very amusing. Amusing, huh? huh. Tall, mm-hmm. broad shoulders, dark hair. <laughs> Gotta give you credit. You really had me fooled. And I'm nobody's fool. Superman. Superman. <laughs> you mean, you think I'm Superman? <laughs> Willing to bet my life on Lois, you know, you are priceless, really. Margot Kidder, passing away at the age of 69. Uh, she later uh, struggled with her mental health, had some different interviews talking about that over the years. I saw an interview with Larry King did with her several years ago. But uh, she passed away at uh, the age of 69, the original Lois Lane in the 1978 Superman movie. Facer Law Office invites you to attend their free seminar, the Seven secrets you need to know to protect your home, your assets, and your family from the cost of long-term care. Learn about the law that completely changes the rules and much more today. That's right, Tuesday, May 15th at 1.30 at the iHotel. Better give them a quick call if you want to make it, 337-1111. And make sure you check out the book, co-authored by Elder Law Attorney Thorpe Facer. Protect your family. Don't write a blank check to the nursing home. 
356-9397 is our phone number. The text line is open as well. Castle Heating and Cooling on that one, 3515357. And you can email us, talk at wdws.com. Read you the story earlier about the Urbana School District. Anybody at that meeting? We had a little bit of discussion about this when it first uh, came out about the administrator's plans over at District 116 to uh, take discipline off the plates of deans. Community members voicing their concerns at that district-led forum last night. And uh, two downtown Champaign developments, including one that's uh, been delayed, could get off the ground tonight. City Council in Champaign, considering the latest plan to turn the parking lot at 401 North Neal into a boutique hotel. The uh, Stonegate Properties asking for no incentives for the project. Uh, That's headed up by our friend and former Illini basketball standout Doug Altenberger. The hotel could be complete by the year 2020. And the council also voting on whether to kick in $100,000 to the renovation of the building at 40 East University. That's the building directly northeast of University and Market. It would have a a microbrewery on the ground floor and apartments on the second floor. Champaign City Council meeting tonight at 7 to discuss that. So that's some of the local headlines here at uh, 9.54. Also saw a story from our newsroom having to do with uh, over in Monticello, a uh, vote on tighter rules for door-to-door solicitors in Monticello has been put off, so language in that ordinance can be cleaned up. Among the changes, aldermen want the rules to reflect that the police department issues licenses for peddlers, the city council There could take that issue up again in two weeks. If approved, residents would register their address with the city if they don't want to be bothered. If a solicitor were to come anyway, the resident there in Monticello could report the business name to police and the business be fined up to $750. Certain groups would be exempt from the rules, like churches, political candidates, news media, and children's groups like the uh, Boy Scouts or Cub Scouts. So... Anyway, that all happening over in Monticello. 9.55. We'll take a quick break here. We'll come back. Your phone calls, emails, and texts are welcome. We'll do all of that with you all the way up until 11 o'clock. Tell you about a couple of things we have for you tomorrow and then later in the week as well as we work our way through this day on this Tuesday. Back in a moment. Just weighing in all the different reactions to the move of the U.S. Embassy to Jerusalem. You've got uh, some of the headlines. These are just uh, headlines I look at from different articles, different places, both left and right, conservative and liberal. Uh, It says here from the Hill, Trump puts his stamp on the globe. New York Times writer says a grotesque spectacle in Jerusalem. New York Post says blood is on Hamas's hands, not Trump's. Senator Bernie Sanders writing in The Guardian today says by ending the Iran deal, Trump has put U.S. on path to war. Boston Globe says, face it, Trump has been right about Iran and North Korea. And let's see here. One other columnist says, move is, uh, talking about the move to Jerusalem, move is a roadblock to peace. Another, Another writer says, an acknowledgement of reality, statement of permanence. So some of the varied reactions to the uh, move in Jerusalem. And uh, Benjamin Netanyahu, the Israeli prime minister, as you might expect, is very pleased with everything. He says, with the embassy move, Trump has made history. So those are some of the uh, headlines in reaction to the move yesterday. Hope you saw the coverage or listened to it 
from uh, CBS News and all of the coverage rolling out of that. We'll continue with our open line. If you've got something you want to bring up, a topic that's been on your mind, you have the floor in this second hour as well. Jim Dye is going to join me at hour number two tomorrow. I'll tell you about an interesting uh, story we'll have for you tomorrow that involves the uh, University of Illinois and uh, stolen property. If you remember way back oh, about three decades ago, this was a, a big story nationally at the time that you probably forgot about. But a lot of it involved someone local and also the University of Illinois. So we'll get into that uh, tomorrow. But we'll have more for you today after this on WDWS Champaign-Urbana at 10 o'clock. It's the second hour of A Penny for Your Thoughts with Brian Barnhart on News Talk 1400 WDWS. You can reach out to us on the phone at 217-356-9397. Email talk at WDWS.com or text on the Castle Heating and Cooling text line 217-351-5357. Now, here's Brian Barnhart. Back on Penny for your thoughts, News Talk 1400 DWS. Open forum, open line, open mic here uh, in this hour all the way up until 11 o'clock. Here on Penny for Your Thoughts, we had, among other folks, Tom Michael, Athletic Director at Eastern Illinois University, on with us in the first hour. They have a golf outing coming up in Danville in June, Saturday, June 16th. And you can uh, call them for information on that, 581-6014, 217-581-6014. Talk to Tom about that along with Kent Robbins. Appreciate them taking the time to come on with us, part of their uh, media um, blitz, if you will, to pass the information along. John Reed stopped in for a few minutes. Again, a reminder to continue voting on the People's Choice up until Monday and have a big uh, production for you later on in August regarding the winners. But get your votes in now, so make sure you uh, take care of that. Talked a little bit about the uh, embassy move to Jerusalem. Some texts and emails on that. Uh, the Jerusalem Embassy Act of 1995, Congress passed it over 20 years ago. As of uh, the Jerusalem Embassy Act of 1995, it was a public law of the United States passed by the 104th Congress. And then another uh, email that came in says the move of our embassy to Jerusalem was approved by the Senate 93 to 5 and the House 374 to 37. It was left unsigned by President Clinton but had enough votes to become law in 1995. Every president since has publicly promised to implement that move. And a text in on the Castle Heating and Cooling text line, uh, 3515357. It says that's why people like President Trump. He keeps his promise. And an email from Benny says, Good morning, Brian. I enjoyed last Friday's show talking about Mother's Day. I hope you'll do a show when Father's Day comes up. Yeah, that's my plan. We'll do something uh, in regards to uh, Father's Day in June. I think you'll like it, too. 356-9397. You can text us on the Castle Heating and Cooling text line, 3515-357, or email us, talk at wdws.com. This is the final week for you to show your support for your favorite businesses and the massive News Talk 1400 People's Choice Competition. Take a couple of minutes Vote at WDWS.com, the people's choice from News Gazette Media and MX Electric. And uh, along the way this hour, we're going to talk a little more about this uh, Supreme Court ruling, 7-2, to two, clearing the way for states coast-to-coast to, coast to legalize betting on sports. 
try to learn a little bit more about that here coming up in the second half hour as we uh, continue here on this Tuesday. Tomorrow, going to have a gentleman on, uh, Travis McDade, uh, over at the University of Illinois. He has written a book. I think it's the fourth book he's written. And uh, has to do with a uh, resident here locally who was involved in a crime spree uh, that involved uh, libraries all around the country. And he's written a book about it. And the, some of those libraries included the University of Illinois. And some out ones out west on the west coast and also in the south. A big deal back in the late 70s, early 80s, about 1980. So we'll uh, talk with him about that. He's from right here at the University of Illinois, and the whole story, how it began and where it ended, was at the University of Illinois. So I, I found it very fascinating. I've been reading the book. It's, it's pretty interesting. And then uh, Jim Dye will join me in hour number two. On Friday, in the last hour of the week, uh, we've, got, we've managed to find, I've been looking, we've managed to find a royal watcher, someone that knows all about the royal family, the wedding, all the plans, all the traditions. Of course, the wedding is this uh, Saturday, early in the morning here, our time. And I think you're really going to like it. I mean, she is really passionate about this. So uh, I think that'll be fun. So anyway, that'll be Friday in the second hour. But uh, Jim died tomorrow and our author in the first hour as well. Open line here today. Thanks to Scott Beatty for sitting in yesterday. I think I've recapped everything. 10-15. Bobby. Hey, Bobby. Hello there, there, Brian. How are you doing? Hey, I'm doing pretty good, man. I'm doing pretty good. Enjoying the weather. Yeah. Hey, I never thought today that Congress would stoop so low as to do murder, murdering citizens in another country. What do they do? It seems to me that every time, every time when the Republicans take over the House and the Senate and the presidency, we have to get a, a Democrat. The Democrats go out to straighten out all the mess that they created. <laughs> You're talking about uh, Jerusalem? Jerusalem. Yeah. Now I'm a now I'm a now I'm a faith I am a faithful man. I do believe in my Jesus Christ. I do I do believe in my Bible. But the Bible does not condone it does not condone bigotry and hate and murder of the citizens even though they are not in the same faith. All those preachers that call themselves preachers is not what I consider the preacher the, the preacher of the God that I serve. Yeah. So what do you what do you now make we, of all that what do you make of all that pro what do you make of all that protesting there along the border? That's been going on for a while. Yeah, the protests were legitimate. Yeah. They had something to argue about. And that's it within their right. But the, but Israel is murdering the people that's not, not 
they are murdering the people protesting. That is that is totally wrong. Well, if I suppose if someone's throwing rocks and and bombs and trying to break through your uh, your fence to attack, I mean, what are you going to do? What do they have? That's all they got. Those people are very poor. They are very poor, but they are within their right to free protest. Yeah. And Nat Nadu, however you pronounce his name, mm-hmm. is the cause of this problem. He's trying to sway, trying to sway the United States to go to war with Iran. Hmm. So you, uh, you're, you're not for, you're, you're, so you're, so you're not, you're, so you're not for the embassy move there yesterday. No, I'm not. Yeah. It's, 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 no, I'm not. I'm not for that. Yeah. Okay. For a peaceful reason. All right. Hey, Bobby. Good to hear from you, sir. All right. Thank you. Thank you, Bobby, with us here this morning. Three five six nine three nine seven. It is interesting, all of the um, presidents, and if you go back and you look at campaigns, they all, I mean, at, at some point, you know, whether it was every one of them to a word or to a man or a woman, uh, talked about potentially moving the embassy to Jerusalem, declaring Jerusalem as the capital of Israel. Of course, the uh, Palestinians, they have, they claim, you know, they're part of it, and they say, hey, we we claim it as our capital, too. And, I mean, it's at the root of everything that's going on in the Middle East for hundreds and uh, thousands of years. I mean, it's um, this is nothing new here. But it's um, the, the move by the U.S., uh, again, the Embassy Act of 1995 passed by the Congress, what, 23 years ago. Let's go back to the phones. Uh, Bill, good morning. How are you, Bill? Morning, Brian. Bobby, biblically speaking, is, is pretty inaccurate. Um, in the Old Testament, God gave the Jews the promised land, which included Jerusalem. Uh, Jerusalem is very, very important to the Jewish people. And after the second temple was was destroyed, the prophecy that they would once again uh, have Jerusalem and have a temple there so this is for a lot of jewish people this is a fulfillment of a prophecy that they would once again have jerusalem uh they're a sovereign state they can declare where they want their capital if the palestinians want people on their side to stop dying they should stop electing hamas and terrorist organizations to lead their people i mean they were they were planting bombs burning tires it was just total violence on the side of the palestinians for no reason, and like I say, people, uh, it's getting terribly anti-Semitic in this country, especially on the left. Well, the Palestinians are, uh, you know, <clears throat> the Palestinian people themselves are in a tough spot with their government because they, um, you know, I mean, it's with Hamas and uh, you had uh, Yasser Arafat before that. I mean, it's not really a, a open democracy or anything like that. It's, you know, it's people at the top that are basically running everything. Yep, they, uh, they vote in for Hamas, or they'll probably be killed, and Hamas teaches their children nothing but hate. Um, so, yeah, I feel I feel bad for them, but I don't know how they're going to change, but they're 
their ways of violence. The if you look at the Palestinians where they're living now, on the other side of their fence, their income is almost nothing. And there's plenty of Palestinians living in Israel, and their income is way, way, way higher. Uh, everybody thinks that Israel is just all Jewish people. There are Jewish people from all around. There's Arabs, there's Muslims, Palestinians. There's a lot of different people mm-hmm. living in Israel. And if you're peaceful, you're welcome there. Yeah, well, and Gaza is also struggling because I think Israel put a blockade on about a decade ago. So that's, you know, that's that's hurt them too. So, but a lot of that had to yeah. do with security. So, right, they had to build a wall because the uh, rockets coming in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yep. They dig tunnels to uh, go kill Israeli school children. Uh, they're bombing schools, sending rockets to bomb Israeli schools every day, and they left just polls for Palestinians and think the Jews are at fault. Well, if their children were being bombed in their schools, they may feel a little bit different. Yeah. Hey, Bill, thanks you for the call. Thank you. Appreciate it. 1023 here at DWS. I uh, got a text in on the Castle Heating and Cooling text line. It says they've been killing each other over there since the days of the Philistines. What's new? I mean, it goes back thousands of years. We're not, uh, and this is nothing new. It's just a different form of it. But obviously, you've got all of the religious connotations right there in Jerusalem with uh, the Temple Mount, the one destroyed, what's left of the one destroyed, what, in A.D. 70 by the Romans. And then you've got, uh, you know, the mosque right there as well, which is a holy site for Islam built right on top of it. You had the whole history of the Crusades and um, the Ottomans and all of the history that goes. You had the defeat of the Ottoman Turks in World War One who were allied with Germany. You had the British, you had the French, they car- they divided up the Middle East. Uh, it was interesting, I read a book once on the um, the line that was drawn from, I think it was, um, was it Haifa or Tel Aviv? I can't remember, from Tel Aviv to Mosul. And that line just drew right from the coast, the Mediterranean, to Mosul, Iraq. And the British basically took the southern half of that, and the French took Lebanon, Syria, basically set up governments in those areas. And so you've got some older uh, people from that region who, uh, when they talk about colonialism and the French and the British, there's a lot of resentment from that. But that was at the end of World War One, as a result of the Versailles Peace Treaty and everything else. Um, and so, you know, you, when you look at it, you see uh, the French in Lebanon. It's spoken there. You see Syria, um, all of the Middle East. And then you add oil to the mix on top of everything else when it was... Uh, discovered and and uh, the oil petroleum companies from the U.S. and Britain and France and everything else, um, one thing led to another, and you got the boiling pot called the Middle East, and in Israel in particular. Anyway, sorry, that's my history lesson for the day. Ten twenty five. I read the book on it. It's it's very interesting. Uh, a couple of books on it. Back with more penny for your thoughts in a moment. 1028. Penny for your thoughts. News Talk 1400. Open line up until 11 o'clock today. Facer Law Office invites you to attend their free seminar, The Seven Secrets You Need to Know to Protect Your Home, Your Assets, and Your Family from the Cost of Long-Term Care. Learn about the law that completely changes the rules and much more today. Tuesday, May 15th at 1.30 at the I-Hotel. Call the Facer Law Office 337-1111. Back to the phone lines to Orville. Good morning, Orville. Yeah, I got some information for Bobby. He's blaming the 
Republicans and the Democrats can straighten their things out. Here's the deal. Donald Trump ought to think peace starts at home before you can control other countries. You take care of your own. Okay. That, I mean, so, that's, that's as simple as you can get. Okay. Stay at home, take care of yourself, and then try to help people out. Yeah. So what do you make okay. of all the what do you make of all the move yesterday? All the hoopla. I, I I've been listening to this garbage over there since I was a senior in high school and ain't getting any better. Mm. And that's fifty one years ago. So yeah. All anyway, right. that's my deal for today. Thank you, Orville. Okay, bye. Appreciate the penny for your thought there. Uh, it says on a text, I can't believe Bobby continues to view himself as a religious man. When he continually shows so much hate for anybody that's a Republican, that is a total different God than I know. That's on the Castle Heating and Cooling text line, 3515357. So that text uh, in there. All right, we're at uh, 1030, and we'll talk some more about this if you would like. I was looking up the, uh, I'm not going to read you all the details, but the United Nations Partition Plan for Palestine from November of 1947. The resolution recommended the creation of an independent Arab and Jewish states and a special international regime for the city of Jerusalem. It was a four-part document attached to the resolution. The uh, Jewish Agency for Palestine, uh, the plan uh, was accepted by the Jewish Agency for Palestine. Arab leaders and governments rejected it, uh, arguing it violated the principles of national self-determination in the U.N. Charter, which granted people the right to decide their own destiny. So... When you're talking about the birth of the new state of Israel, which they just celebrated their 70th birthday, and then, of course, the embassy, it's uh, been back in focus a little bit. 1031, here's Michael Kaiser with news headlines here on DWS. A Penny for Your Thoughts with Brian Barnhart continues on News Talk 1400 WDWS. Any for your thoughts, News Talk 1400 DWS. You can join us, 3569397. You can text us on the Castle Heating and Cooling text line, 3515357. And you can email us, talk at wdws.com. We're talking about the uh, move of the U.S. Embassy to Jerusalem, the history of all of that. It's been interesting to uh, learn about that. Your comments, welcome on that. Also, the other big story that came out yesterday about this time had to do with the Supreme Court lifting the federal ban on sports gambling 7-2. to two. The uh, court ruled in favor of New Jersey in its years-long battle against the four major sports leagues, Major League Baseball, the NBA, NHL, and the NFL. And uh, we'll talk about that here in a moment. Uh, our friend, uh, my friend, Michael Leroy, professor, University of Illinois. How are you, Michael? I'm well, Brian. It's good, good. to talk to you. You're grading papers. Yes, I am. So this is a welcome release. <laughs> <laughs> How are your students doing? Honestly, they're doing great. Oh, good. Um, it's very encouraging. Yeah, so well, they worked good. hard, and uh, yeah, He's we've got a th- bright future with all these folks graduating. That's good. College of Law and the uh, School of Labor and Employment Relations. Congratulations, by the way, to your son, Sam. He just graduated. That was fun. Thank you. Yeah. That was terrific, yeah. and we're proud of him, but we're proud of all the graduates of the University of Illinois. That's for sure. Well, I want to talk to you real quick because you're, uh, you follow sports law, 7-2, uh, to two, a big decision by the uh, Supreme Court. Um, what does it mean, I guess? Well, it's a blockbuster, and I think you have to separate out the effects on pro sports and uh, the NCAA. So 
the pro sports are, are going to get uh, more comfortable with this. Uh, the NBA has already uh, planned for this. They, uh, there's a lot of gambling that occurs, of course, you know, um, online and person to person, but they're European betting sites. So the NBA looked at this and said, uh, we've got to get ready for this. I think the, the real, uh, you know, hard issues are, are going to be for the NCAA because, um, you know, we can't even have uh, a shoe company uh, participate in a in a straight or clean way, apparently, with college basketball. And so, if if a shoe company is having problems running a, a you know a, a clean operation, if you throw in uh, legalized gambling, the, the concern, of course, is that the, among other concerns, that um, athletes who are not being paid um, uh, what they think uh, they're owed, the, the segment will be tempted to the wrong thing. So that that's a concern. Mm-hmm. Let me ask you, uh, Michael Leroy, over at the University of Illinois, uh, I guess the Supreme Court, what it does, uh, it, it allows states to legalize sports betting. Doesn't mean that the states will, but it gives them the opportunity, right? The state legislatures? That's right. So, you know, it, it turns out that uh, the, the Supreme Court struck down a law called PASPA, which was a 1992 law um, that um, essentially... Uh, allowed only Nevada uh, to uh, regulate and provide for casino-based and otherwise-based uh, gambling on uh, professional sports. Now, there's been an exception all along for horse racing, dog racing, and high line. But when we're looking at the team sports that uh, we all sort of relate to on Saturday and Sunday, uh, only Nevada can have betting. There are two parts to this the law that was struck down. One involves states. So for us, what it could mean, if you want to look at what this means going forward, the question is, well, will Illinois then uh, take its OTB structure, its off-track betting structure, and we have a dozen or 20 parlors, and will we sort of have just expand the menu? So instead of looking at horse racing, you got you, you can make a bet on an Illinois football game or Chicago Bear, whatever your team is, St. Louis Cardinals, you, you play your, your hunches. That's a possibility, but an altogether different possibility is we also have these betting parlors all over town and all over the state. The question is, well, will you be able to place a bet at those places? Now, the second part of this law that was struck down allows, uh, it prohibited individual proprietors of companies, so gaming companies from coming in and taking bets in Illinois, for example. Because this law struck down, it appears that a gaming company can come in and start taking bets. Um, it's unclear if, uh, if they need state authorization, but what is clear is the Supreme Court struck down both provisions of PASPA. So one relates to states. So PASPA said states, they can't get into this business at all. All the justices agreed that that was the correct ruling. You had several justices who said, um, you wielded an axe, that was the term that was used, instead of a scalpel, because what you did also is strike down this component where PASPA prohibited uh, private gaming firms from coming in and providing this betting. That has been struck down, too. So I think that is the real ticklish issue here. Yeah, Las Vegas is so big, obviously. Uh, they offer so much diversity, but they've had the kind of the corner on the market on this, right? I mean, that was New Jersey's claim. They wanted to try to open that up. That's exactly right. So it's a, it's a bad news, good news story. There is good news. The good news is states have a new source of revenue. They will exploit it. 
and state certainly need it. Uh, for those of us who were around when Illinois got into the gaming business itself with the lottery, you know, the talk then was this will be the way to fund public schools, and it did, but what we weren't told is that, well, now money will be diverted that were it was going to school, so it was in one pocket out the other. I, I kind of am guessing that's what could happen uh, down the road there. So, mm. you know, that that's another sort of concern, like how far will we go into it and will provide revenue if, if we go this way. Um, and then there's just a concern of... Um, uh, who's the winner here? And the only clear winner uh, is the gaming industry. Uh, that is the clear winner. Um, and how much do you want your economy to be built around gaming? Um, uh, so it, it's a tough call. Yeah. And I'm guessing uh, in my business, broadcasting will be affected by that too, right? I mean, there'll be a lot more attention. I mean, they've they've always kind of touched on it. We've had the Jimmy the Greeks and the Pete Axelms and the people over the years that have picked games, but... Uh, now, you know, it's pretty much they can be wide open about it now, I guess, right? Absolutely. So, I mean, from a programming standpoint, do you run a 30-minute segment on, you know, what the lines look like, uh, which way you're betting? I mean, that's going to be blown wide open. And there are, there are subtle issues that are very important, such as who owns data. Um, so the leagues, uh, um, uh, the bets are all based on these uh, – databases and these performance metrics, but the leagues are saying we own the data and others are saying that's public domain. Um, so that's a, a whole different area that's going to be very tricky to regulate. A lot of money going to be floating around. I mean, Mark Cuban said, hey, they just doubled my, my team's value, the Mavericks. But, <laughs> He's a smart man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's probably right. Yep. Yeah. Hey, Mike, I'll let you get back to grading papers. Thank you for the time today. We appreciate it. Thank you, Brian. Be right. well. Thank you. All right. See you soon. All right. Thank you. Bye-bye. Yep. 356-9397 is the phone number. Just talked to Michael Leroy over at the University of Illinois. Caught him grading papers over there. So finishing up the semester. But thanks for his expertise on that. Just the beginning of what's going to happen. But, again, uh, a lot more to come. We'll see how the different states uh, take advantage now of the uh, striking down of that a national ban that has been around for decades. All right, we will come back with more Penny for your thoughts. Your thoughts on that. We can go back to the embassy. We've got something else. If you want to bring that up, it's your turn, your forum on an open line on Penny. Back in a moment. Yeah, there's all kinds of information out there on this uh, Supreme Court uh, ruling 7 to 2. We just talked to Michael Leroy over at the University of Illinois about uh, the implications and what what happens next? Uh, one of the uh, articles traced the winners and losers of this particular outcome, 7-2 uh, to two by the Supreme Court. Chris Christie, former New Jersey governor, was uh, pushing for the legislation, or at least, I'm sorry, the decision. He's been pushing to make the change, able to get it in front of the Supreme Court, and they ruled 7-2 uh, to two in favor of uh, that, the uh, Let's see here. I'm looking to see who dissented. Looked to me like uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg was one of the uh, no dissenting votes, if you will. But also uh, Chris Christie, a, a clear winner. Let's see here. Casinos and racetracks where sports betting becomes legal. Businesses that will soon become capable of taking bets on sports, the most obvious financial winners of the Supreme Court's ruling. As has been said many times in gambling, the House usually wins bets. Other winners include people who are good at betting on sports in the first place. Gambling compliance companies. 
Again, the Supreme Court allowing states to legalize sports betting shouldn't be confused with states legalizing sports betting. The latter require multiple steps, including adoption of sensible regulations on who is licensed to offer sports bets and who can place the bets. And regulation will also impact the kinds of athletic contests for which uh, wagers will be legal. Uh, Ted Olson, of course, has been a uniquely influential uh, role player in the American legal system. Best known uh, for successfully arguing on behalf of then-Texas Governor George W. Bush in the 2000 uh, Supreme Court case, Bush versus Gore, there at the end of the election. He argued for NFL players during the 2011 NFL lockout, was retained by Tom Brady to take on the NFL and deflate gate, if you remember that. So he's a winner in this case. Uh, Christie in New Jersey had called on Olson to persuade the U.S. Supreme Court that the federal ban on states licensing sports betting was unconstitutional. That's the case we're talking about. Potential uh, losers, uh, the NCAA and the Justice Department, some pro leagues, gambling addicts. In fact, uh, one person said this is a disaster for people that uh, struggle with gambling addiction. Uh, the main beneficiary of the previous law, PASBA, as Michael Leroy talked about, was Las Vegas where since 1949, sports betting has been legal. PASPA carved out an exception for Las Vegas to continue to dominate the industry and grow while other cities, including Atlantic City, were sidelined. Other losers potentially, the offshore betting companies and uh, daily fantasy sports and esports companies. And another uh, potential loser are mobsters. They will lose their core business thanks to legal sports betting, according to experts. Gambling and loan sharking have traditionally been the mob's bread and butter. A former federal prosecutor said yesterday the decision will significantly reduce its clientele. Anyway, those are some of the winners and losers and comments on it uh, from yesterday. We're at uh, 10.50. We'll take another quick break. Got some more texts and emails that have come in. We'll get to those and tell you more about uh, tomorrow's show after this. Well, likes 24 karat gold, right? Any for your thoughts, News Talk 1400 uh, DWS. Got a text in from Bill. He says, ever wonder why other Muslim countries haven't taken in the Palestinians? Most look down on them and want to keep them there fighting Israel. The destruction of Israel is in the uh, Palestine national charter that is from bill also uh, from rick he says uh, rock throwing from one side equals 60 deaths on the either side is very troubling to me that's a text from rick you can text us on the castle heating and cooling text line three five one five three five seven you can always email us you can do that talk at wdws.com and a quick update on the uh, line i men's golf team they are in second place Oklahoma State right now is in first. So hopefully the Illini can finish in the upper tier of all of that and then advance to the national NCAA championship again this year. We'll see what happens. But they're in the regional over in Columbus right now. 10.54. Springtime is here. It felt more like summer yesterday. What did we hit, 94 yesterday? Record for today is 90. Right now we're at 73. It's a great time to take a drive over to the Beef House in Covington, Indiana. Plenty of great items on the Beef House menu. Let's see here. The Beef House menu features everything from 
8 to 20-ounce ribeyes, petite to extra-large filet mignon, New York strip. That's my go-to steak, by the way, New York strip. I'll do that just about every time. How about a uh, couple of pork chops? Maybe a pork chop. You can have one or two if you'd like. Barbecue boneless chicken breast. Uh, Some people I know like the pan-fried chicken, like mom or grandma used to make. Three-piece pan-fried chicken dinner. Seafood may be more your style. It's not mine, but it might be yours. Beef House menu features everything from grilled halibut to uh, shrimp to sea scallops, king crab legs. Go with a pasta dish. A lot of great sides to choose from, rice or broccoli. I like the baked potato, Idaho potato, lots of butter for me. No sour cream, thank you. And don't forget the uh, Beef House roll. Serve hot and fresh at your table with butter, apple butter, strawberry jam at your fingertips to make for the delicious start to your meal. You can purchase Beef House rolls after you're done, too. If, if you're there and you're representing an office or a group of people and you don't come back with Beef House rolls, you're in big trouble. Am I right about that, Ed? You're in big trouble. So you better do it. You can buy them frozen if you want, take them back, or bring them back already baked. Whatever you like to do, you'll definitely find it at the Beef House, just off exit 4, I-74 in Covington, Indiana, just across the Indiana state line. Francis Okoro appears to be going to what? To Oregon. Got that word uh, in sports. Golden State, a win at Houston in the NBA playoffs. This is usually, I, I'm not a big NBA guy, but this is about the time I actually start watching. You get the conference finals. Boston just annihilated the Cavaliers in the first game there at uh, it's the Garden. I think it's TD Garden or whatever it is now, but <clears throat> the new Garden, not the old one. Uh, but Golden State beat uh, Houston 119-106. Speaking of Las Vegas, we've talked about them today and the whole gambling aspect, but the Vegas Golden Knights, that's a uh, expansion team this year, and they're a couple of steps away from uh, – getting to the Stanley Cup Finals. Beat Winnipeg last night. That series tied at one. Let's see here. Kevin Durant, uh, 37 points for Golden State last night. We mentioned that. The series in the NHL tied at one. The Braves, Atlanta Braves, won for the sixth time in seven games. They had a makeup game yesterday. I don't know if you saw that. Beat the Cubs 6-5 to five at Wrigley. The Braves have not been very good here in recent years. They've been rebuilding. But they are now 10 games over 500, 25 and 15, and that's good for a game and a half lead over Philadelphia in the National League East. And Philadelphia, another team that's been on the rebuild. So uh, two teams that have been in World Series or powerhouses that have been down in recent years because the Nationals have been at the top in the National League, uh, leading the division right now. The Cardinals play at Minnesota coming up tonight. So some interleague play between the Cardinals and the Twins. White Sox are at Pittsburgh for more interleague play coming up tonight. All right, again tomorrow in the uh, second hour, Jim Dye will take your open line phone calls for uh, Jim Dye and uh, me here tomorrow in the second hour. First hour, we're going to visit with an author of a book. He also works over at the University of Illinois. I think he's a curator over at the College of Law, but telling about a crime spree that went nationwide uh, that uh, had uh, as its prime character the main storyline has to do with someone from our area who was uh, as it turns out stealing valuable pieces of literature and art and and all kinds of things from libraries all over the country and he wrote a book about it and it's called torn from their bindings 
And uh, this was a crime, I think, about 1980, and it actually uh, involved several major libraries across the country, including the University of Illinois. U of I police were in on the search for it. So we'll talk to him about that book and about that story. I think you'll find it really interesting. I've been reading the book. It's been like, wow, this is like a, a I mean, it's a, a thriller. It's a chasing, trying to chase somebody down who was involved in this, uh, something you might not think about. Or maybe you did hear about it and you forgot about it, or maybe you didn't hear about it and you'd be interested to learn about it. I, I found it really interesting. So we'll do that, and then Jim Dye with more conversation on all of this that we've talked about today, the the sports betting, the um, issue with the embassy in Jerusalem, the reaction to it. There's a lot to talk about, and a lot of local issues. Of course, we talked about the Urbana teachers, the deans, all of the things that are happening over there. Certainly uh, plenty to talk about in our own community as well. So we'll do all that tomorrow. Later in the week, at the end of the week, on uh, Friday, we'll talk about the royal wedding. And we got somebody, I think, that, uh, I mean, I could sit here and pretend that I know about it, but I don't. And we've got an expert on it uh, in the last hour of the week on Friday to close out the weekend's open line time in and around all of that this week. So. Appreciate, again, Scott sitting in yesterday. Thanks to Ed Bond for his help. Thanks to Tom Michael for coming by. Michael Leroy visiting with us for a few minutes. John Reed as well. For all those folks involved in the show today, I'm Brian Barnhart. We'll see you tomorrow at 9. Have a great rest of the day. Enjoy your Tuesday in Champaign-Urbana on WDWS Champaign-Urbana. Have a great day, everybody. <laughs>